This is Straight Ahead with the 606 Club of London and David Lewis. I try to run, I grow weary. I try to walk, and I grow faint. Oh, I long to soar on the wings like a girl. But I look down, and I'm afraid. When you lift me high up out of the fire, out of the flames, I lost a feeling. When you give me meaning again, I'm singing revival, revival, revival song. Revival. I'm singing revival, revival, revival song. Revival. I trying to find you. My way, walked in the darkness in search of day. Welcome to this week's Straight Ahead Show with the 606 Club of London. 
We started the show once again with another track from the brand new album from Gregory Porter. The album is called All Rise. And on the album, Porter has employed a stellar cast of supporting musicians with trumpet players, pianists and the horn section all getting their moments in the spotlight. Whilst on the gospel-inspired revival song, which we just listened to, that features a 10-strong choir. Our guest on the show this week is Harpist. Alina Bajinska, and we shall be hearing from Alina in a short while's time. But next, we've got a live recording from Al Jarreau, and it's his version of the famous Dave Brubeck song, Take Five. I'm out to see that I'm alive, I'm alive. Oh, I'm going out on my way, hey, just so I can pass by each day. Not a single word do we say. It's a pantomime and out of time, still I know all eyes are for me. I feel tingles down to my feet, when your smile gets much too discreet, it send me gone away. Now, wouldn't it be better not to be so polite? Would you look good offer a light? Just start a little conversation now, it's all right. When you take it by. <laughs> version 
of the famous Take Five. They're performed by Al Jarreau. Next, we're going back to 2002, and in that year, Patty Austin released an album called For Ella. We're going to listen to a song that was composed by George Gershwin with the lyrics by Ira Gershwin. It was from a movie called The Golden Follies, and the track we're about to listen to from the lady herself is Our Love Is Here To Stay.
is here to stay. Next, it is time for Buddy's Bit. This time we're going back to 1968 and the album Mercy, Mercy, Mercy. We're going to listen to Mr. Lucky, which was arranged for the band by Phil Wilson. You're going to hear features from Don Menza on the tenor, also from Bill Prince on trumpet, and the track was written by Henry Mancini, Mr. Lucky.
Mr. Lucky, this week's bit of buddy. Next, we're going over to Tony Kofi. Uh, Tony was down with us at the club last weekend and finally got to perform live tracks from the album Another Kind of Soul, which, of course, features the work of the legendary Cannibal Adderley. The album itself was recorded at Luton's Bear Club in 2019 and musicians on the album were Andy Davis on the trumpet, pianist Alex Webb, bassist Andrew Claydart, and on the drums it was Alfonso Vitale and we are about to listen to the work song. Thank you. 
Tony Kofi, ladies and gentlemen. Tony Kofi. Filling some very big shoes tonight. Next, I have a track from Ben Gilles, a vibes player. This is a track from his recently released album, Parallel Universe, and uh, it was released on the Positone album. It's his fourth album as leader, and the track we're about to listen to is Shadow of the Flame.
ice and shadow of the flame. Right, it is interview time. And as I mentioned, it is harpist this week, Alina Bajinska. I had a fascinating time speaking with Alina. She's a real force of nature, lovely, lovely lady. And uh, the track we're about to listen to at the top of this interview is for Carol. Straight Ahead with David Lewis.
very uh, glad to say that we are going to introduce our guest for the week onto the show. And it is for the first time I've had a harpist on, Alina Bezinska. Alina, hello. Hello. How are you? I'm very well. How are you? Very well indeed. And as I mentioned, uh, it's been the first having a harpist on the show. So uh, you're not uh, common in number, are you? But uh, we'll get around to that in just a little while. So where did you do your growing up then? Was it in Poland? I grew up in Ukraine and um, actually in quite in Western Ukraine and traveled quite a lot with my parents. Um and then moved to Poland when I was 18 to mm-hmm. study, um, <clears throat> to study harp um, more seriously. And uh, yeah, but my parents are um, half Polish. My my mom's roots are Polish. So that's why I always feel that I'm kind of Polish-Ukrainian, not just Ukrainian or just Polish. <laughs> and was music in your family? Were either your parents musicians or amateur or professional? Uh, my, my my family is very artistic and very very musical. Mm-hmm. Uh, my uh, parents are not professional musicians, but my dad sings and my mom plays piano. My dad was in the military, so um, it's almost like um, for him, music was some kind of sanctuary, you know, to get home and do this kind of. Uh, we did. We used to do. Uh, concerts um weekend concerts for neighbors and friends and mom always cooked lots of beautiful things dad cooked as well but then after after our regular feast we all would go together and play music and recite some poems i tortured my sister and brother to take uh, to take part in in this and I always did some kind of set list for for the gigs that I started very early, probably I was six when I first did what, my my show. And what would your first <laughs> instrument have been? My first instrument was voice. Right. Uh, when I was probably four, yeah, I was four. I had my first performance as a singer uh, in front of of uh, I don't know how many hundred uh, soldiers in the mm. military base well, in Latvia. <laughs> yeah, I was on the chair just to reach the, to the microphone. But then my first instrument was the piano when I was five. My mom started teaching me and the harp came straight after when I was seven, when I started the specialized music school. Now, so as I, was, I uh, decided to play. As we were just talking before we uh, began recording the interview, I said, just help me along here. Now, I'm used to talking to horn players, to drummers. I've got a little <laughs> bit of intel on those. But with harp, now I know it's a percussion instrument. I wasn't even sure what, what family it fell into. And I can see there is certain similarities between it and a piano. So did the fact you played piano help with the harp? It always helps for anybody, I think, to know that how to play the piano because mm. it gives you the understanding of the harmony and the melodies and also you can do the rhythm so it's quite um, a quite handy instrument to to know if you want to do music seriously mm-hmm. um i never thought that uh, piano directly helped me with the harp because i actually saw the harp as an orchestra itself because harp is a very diverse instrument that has also has bass it has a, a kind of drama you can do drumming effects on it you have harmony there you can uh, play 
any kind of melodies and it has a huge range and also the pedal harp that I uh, play and started playing when I was a child the pedal harp has um, it, it's tuned diatonically but it has all semitones because there are different so, ty- two basic different types of harp aren't there is that right to say there that? are a couple, uh, not two more now you now you're gonna uh, get me into my geeky mode oh, do, do. Uh, I love it. and i can i and i can't talk about it for 24 hours i don't think you want that <laughs> well maybe not <laughs> but, for 24 uh, but <laughs> uh, just brief uh, briefly um the harp that you can see in orchestras and uh, usually on on stage classical stage uh, it's a concert pedal harp which does have seven pedals and each pedal has three positions flat sharp naturals and naturals and sharps so if you accomplish uh, accomplish enough to move them pretty fast you can get the whole spectrum of of uh, semitones uh, but there is also a, a celtic harp that you can uh, say often at a smaller harp uh, you can see it often in uh, traditional bands for example mm-hmm. so uh, tradition this this harps have levers they also change one semitone if per per string and there is a triple harp um, in wales which is very popular then you you have uh, chinese harps you have kota in japan you can you have um uh, African harp as well. So there are so many types. That basically, the harp is one of the oldest instruments in uh, in the world. And if you look at each country, each country produced at certain point some kind of instrument that looks like a harp or sound like a harp. So ba- it has a bass. Uh, some uh, uh, kind of soundboard and strings. And, so and the, that's, that's and the sound, does it say. actually come from you plucking the strings or does it come from the body of the harp? You need to plug the string to get the sound. Yeah, and the sound <laughs> and actually the com- body is, so yes, the body, the body is a, a resonator. Yes. Yeah, what is the wood the of the harp? What's the wood that they use? Different. They use different woods. Mahogany and uh, all the all harps come from different. Now they're even made... Uh, um, a midi harp, which is completely plastic based, you know, so it has it has uh, speakers to to produce the sound. So it's, yeah, it changes all the time. And they look like they'd be fairly temperamental instruments. Would would I be right? Mm, just like women, totally. <laughs> well, okay. Yeah, I can't talk. Very, um, very beautiful. <laughs> very, very beautiful. Can be quite temperamental. But, I can um, see the similarities yes. now you mention it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, apart from the similarities um, to women, are they are they a temperamental instrument? Do they get affected by temperature, be, moisture. Could be, but you know what? Yes, yes. Uh, our harp definitely reacts on on the weather condition and stuff. It could be quite delicate, but you will be quite surprised to see how tough. I tell you, that's like women. How tough <laughs> the harp can be, because we do tune. You just need to maintain and take care of, and it will be very faithful and very great for you. So uh, it has. A, we would need to tune the harp every day, and uh, we need to change the strings. We need to look after it. But I, when I spoke to one of my guitarist friends, he said that uh, on guitar, for example, they change the strings like 
quite often mm-hmm. or even before the concert they will change the whole set of strings sometimes but we don't need to do this on the harp so the strings are very expensive but they're quite quite strong as well but sometimes it depends because uh, half of the strings are gut strings so it depends on on uh, on the quality as well uh, that sometimes we have a concert and two three strings can break on a concert, before on a or during yes yes um i think uh, the technology improves as well with the was the production of the strings so they don't bro- break as often mm-hmm. uh but yes you can you can you always need to have a bag of strings and tuning key with you next to your chair when you play just in case you've actually answered one of my questions i was going to say is it the kind of maintenance that you as a player can do yourself but clearly you do change your own strings oh yes 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 if i have to pay someone to come and do it every time (laughs) i will never make a penny (laughs) and again i'm asking naive questions here so do forgive me the weight of a harp i've not touched one i mean many instruments i've held and touched i've got a concept of them but a harp the sheer move i mean i think you and bass players must have two of the most cumbersome instruments to move around from gig to gig yeah you know what if you're really interested come on saturday i have a gig at six at um at the vortex at so vortex. you know the stairs mm-hmm. you can come and help <laughs> you me and then you will up. know <laughs> <laughs> you will know all the te- technique be- behind moving the harp and um, it's uh, about my harp it's about 65 kilos Whoa. so yeah. with the trolley it becomes almost 40 so it's quite quite a heavy yeah, instrument yeah, yeah. to move around so you need to have certain techniques to 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 do it and and also i always tell um everyone uh, especially students that doing some physical exercise like pilates for example is absolutely amazing because you need to have very strong cord muscles to move something like like the harp or any kind of uh, uh, heavy instruments because uh, sometimes we do it wrongly and then we pull muscles. But if you have strong cords, you can do it much easily. I honestly think you're the first musician I've spoken to that doubles up as a PT instructor as well. <laughs> <laughs> Suggesting that their students take a gym yes, membership out you, as well. You, just have to, to make you, have to look, you have to look after yourself. You know, our body is like a vessel, you know, that, that um, actually is is um designed really cleverly but if we don't look uh, after after uh, after our bodies then you know uh, we won't be able to play mm-hmm. until like people want to play forever nobody mm-hmm. wants to retire you know everyone wants to be on stage forever now, i want to retire yeah why would you want I to retire what's your plan then why would you want to retire uh-huh. well, i hadn't intended to go to your retirement <laughs> plan during the interview but as we're there let's walk with that you know, we're all almost all kind of feeling like we're on retirement now. <laughs> Tell me about it. <laughs> <laughs> For the last six months, which gave me the idea how to retire gracefully. Okay. Because, you know, I had lots of time to think about what if we're not going to play again as mm-hmm. regular as we used to and how to stay positive, not not to get depressed and not to go down with it and complain all the time you know i i, I have my some dearest friends that who really not dealing very well with the lockdown musicians especially um so i'm just thinking uh, what would be the the way forward you know mm-hmm. if i can't play all the time 
and I don't want to play all the time when I when I get older because I think first of all um I think uh, people would like to see younger people playing as well and I've taught so many students they have to have the stage as well so but I'm not so uh, you know uh, altruistic so <laughs> <laughs> I think about my my well-being as yes. well yes <laughs> so what I'm thinking about me um in this business, I think, what can I offer and how can I look after myself well and enjoy life? So I think I, I can do lots of um, consultancy work and uh, with um, starting from teaching and playing music, how to play music, of course. Also, uh, teach people how to become professional musicians, what it takes. The business and behind it. Yes, business also uh, psychologically, you know, mentally, how you can be prepare, prepared for for this hard hardship, you know, mm-hmm. in life. Because when I was young and I was studying at a conservatoire in, in Poland, for example, I was giving great um, musical advice and, and how to become a musician and I studied and I practiced, but nobody actually taught me how to survive in this very, very difficult it is world. It's a tough business, yeah. Especially being a woman, uh, you know, uh, swimming with sharks all the time. No, I have nothing against men. I, I love men, <laughs> I love women. But, you know, uh, the history tells us that women had harder times uh, in arts and music mm-hmm. than men. And some, some of us still experience it. I was lucky. I think I was lucky. I was work. I always working with. Uh, I was always working with um, great people. You know, men and women. Always, most of the time, supportive. But also, I've learned how to be strong, especially in jazz. You need to know how to be, how to. I, I grow. I did grow. Grow uh, much thicker skin because the first year when I moved to London, five years, six years ago, I started looking around and and thinking about playing jazz and nobody actually wanted even to hear what jazz harp was at that time it was um definitely a difficult few years to start with and i needed to learn how to be strong and i also needed to learn what rejection is and how to take it and how not to um, let myself down and be upset, how to take it uh, forward and make me stronger. And that's what I want to teach uh, younger people as well, how to believe in themselves and be strong, how to practice, but also how to cherish what we've got. I think it's very important. I need you to talk to my daughter. She's just uh, graduated with an honours degree in jazz and is thinking about a career in music and being a, she's a saxophonist. And again, you know, we've talked about this, the sexism that is still a, alive, but not as bad as it was, but it is still around in jazz. And you certainly didn't make things easy for yourself being a jazz harpist and a woman and coming to live in London for the first time. You put a few barriers up for yourself, didn't you? Yes, but you know, I ha- I have this amazing role models that kind of guide me all the time. Alice Coltrane and Dorothy Ashby, two amazing musicians, and they were they were 
black women in the 60s, 70s in USA trying to push their careers as harpists, as musicians, as composers. And as Dorothy Ashby said, that her life was not just a burden, it was triple burden because she said, I, I was a black, I was, I was black, I was a woman and I was a harpist. Mm. And at that time, not many people even wanted to hear the harp, forget the jazz harp. So, you know, when I read about their struggle and I read about their life and see how much beautiful music they left us, each of them recorded over 15 albums. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine like just any kind of jazz musician recording, recording uh, to, up to 20, uh, 20 albums as a band leader? It's quite an it's achievement. So imagine it's a harpist, jazz harpist who left this kind of treasure for us. And the music is beautiful. And I, I always feel that it's, um, it's, uh, it's a shame that we don't know um, enough about this, this, this woman, you know, this amazing innovators. So I, I made it kind of, I made um, a little promise to myself that I will dedicate a lot of my, my time and work to this ladies and their music just to make sure that people know more about them and hear their music live as well in my bands.
Finishing off the first part of our interview with Alina was the track Blue Nile. We'll be hearing more from her shortly. I think, though, what we'll do is start off the second hour of this week's show with Rob Luft and Sad Stars. Listen online, on DAB and on smart speakers. Straight ahead with London's leading music venue, the 606 Club.
Rob Luft and Sad Stars gets us going into the second hour of this week's show. So occasionally, as you know, we play some cop theme songs on the show. They've been uh, ever so well received of recent. And Laura, Laura down at the club, got in touch with me and said, you know what, I fancy listening to the theme song from Kojak. So, Laura, this one's for you. <laughs> To the interview we go. We've got Alina Bozinska with us this week, the harpist. We heard from her a short while ago. We're going to carry on now with another one of her tracks called Sparrow.
and our, our conversation marched on a, a merry pace early on. I was going to ask you, how did you first come across the harp? It's an obvious question to ask because it's not the kind of instrument that gets handed out at a school regularly, is it? So how did you first come across the harp? That was an, an incident almost, you know, that I saw the harp. I went to take the exam, entry exam, to a music school in Ukraine, in Lviv, and um, thinking about continuing playing the piano because at the time I already read music. I was seven and I played quite well both hands. And, you know, my mom said, you, you're ready to, to start doing it more professionally. In, in Eastern Europe, they start thinking about careers as musicians much, uh, much earlier than in the West. When you are seven and you have some talent, they would definitely put you into some kind of really strong and very rigorous um, uh, school to, to, to study. So that's what happened to me. But when we were waiting for my entry exam, uh, some, some guys were moving the harp and they were carrying it, like three or four boys were carrying this beautiful golden instrument, struggling with it. <laughs> but it looked like... It's so amazing. I didn't even know exactly what it was, but my mom told me it was the harp and, and it's a musical instrument. And I said, okay, I'm going to play this. And she was like, no, I don't think you can. You're too young. And I, I, I was young, yeah, but I was stubborn. This stubbornness <laughs> and kind of, it almost kind comes of through, takes, you know. me, takes me through. Yes. So I said, okay, if I'm not going to do harp, I'm not going to do piano either. So I'm out. And they, they agreed. They, they agree. I was one of the first, I think I was the first um, pupil at school who started harp uh, from the first year. First year was when I was seven, yeah. So that's how it all started. Physically, is there a certain age at which you wouldn't be able to play harp? And just think of the stretch and, and the size of the instrument. You're going to tell me obviously the smaller harps you start on as a younger <laughs> woman, I take it. You know, I started on the pedal harp, a classical pedal harp. Uh, and I remember my dad made a little, like a little stool for mm. me for my feet because I couldn't reach the pedals. Mm -hmm. But now, now uh, time changes, and and uh, the harps are all available in all different sizes. So if parents have a little bit of money, they can buy like a petite harp for mm. their for their child, and then the the another harp, the me Progress. like a medium range, and then the professional. So the harp will grow with you, mm. but it's quite an exclusive instrument because it's obviously expensive mm. um, and it takes lots of space. It takes lots of, um, you need to have a car as well. You know, it takes a dedication. It's, mm. it's like a big thing. It's like another, another child in your family that grows with you. So when you start doing it properly, it takes a lot of, a lot of, Dedication, yes. Is it a physically hard, physically challenging instrument to play? I think every every instrument can be physically challenging because we need to maintain certain technique, good technique, to make sure that we play effortlessly. Otherwise, we won't achieve mm. um, this kind of you know um, a technical a level, um, yeah, level, of level that we need um, to play it. At, on professional stages. So I'm just thinking about uh, when I watch uh, saxophonists or, or, um, or anybody, singers I work with, everyone I work with, I'm very lucky, <laughs> they're all excellent musicians. So I watch them and how effortless 
the the sound they produce how effortlessly they mm-hmm. do it and and it all gets to you know to uh, to the many hours of practice of course but also a good technique so i think with the harp is the same so i was lucky when i studied in poland and then in germany with the uh, top class uh, professors um i was introduced to a very good technique and uh, that would would uh, equip me for life and uh, if I wouldn't be able to play the way how I was taught I don't know if I if I could develop this jazz kind of techniques that I am developing I'm going to talk about that in just a moment yeah yeah yes and were you able to practice much through lockdown yes I did practice I did practice but you know I've started this um, initiative it's called Hip Harp Collective which is online um, kind of hub for contemporary harpists, uh, people who compose for har- for the harp, jazz harpists, contemporary classical harpists, and um, also students. So it took quite a lot of my time to organize um, organize this hub and talk to people and uh, get them all together, organize meetings on Zoom. And this this took a lot of my energy, actually, maybe mm-hmm. even more than practice, because um, I like practicing, but I like practice with some kind of goal, goal. In, 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 in front of me. So if I am composing, I, um, I compose spontaneously. But if I practice, I like to practice for certain for a gig, event for an album or gig project, or something yeah. yes yes uh oh i i practice just purely for pleasure i practice classical music when i just put bach uh inventions or some some even partitas for violin and just side read uh that gives me complete uh kind of release um, re- release relaxation yes for my brain and for my for my fingers and and also for my ear because mm-hmm. this is something very different but it again it gives me the ideas for jazz and gives me a um, technique as well so but um yeah i did i did quite a lot of things during the lockdown funny enough i was quite busy <laughs> it certainly sounds it and I was going to ask how popular the harp is now as a contemporary instrument. I know that you lecture at Goldsmiths. Um, and how many young harpists do you see coming through? And does it poten- potentially, is it more female or male that tend to be playing harp? Um, you know, when I moved to London, my um, teaching kind of ceased a little because I used to, to be a tutor at uh, Royal Conservatory in Glasgow where I was doing it full time for seven years and I saw many international harpers coming and graduating with us, um, mostly female, but there are more and more men harpists um, are now in, in Europe, especially mm-hmm. in America, uh, some in, 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 in Britain as well. Goldsmith is, is, a, is a brilliant university, but it's not a music conservatoire. So we do, we have a really great music um, department there. But uh, what I like about it, that it gives students a variety of um, um, subjects to choose from. Mm -hmm. And harp is one of the subjects they can choose, not necessarily their main main subject, like in Royal Conservatoire, for example. Mm -hmm. You study harp, 
that's it. And everything goes around the harp. In Goldsmith, the uh, students can do um, design and uh, uh, of, uh, and uh, uh, any kind of uh, compositions and uh, maybe technology and the harp as well. So I, I had a, a couple of students, international students there who are gradu- uh, graduated during the pandemic. That was quite an experience Amazing. as well to, to, to guide them through, mm. you know, and get them to as well, their yeah. graduation. And are, exactly. the num- are the numbers quite healthy? On the uptake for harp? Yes, yes. Generally, it, it, in, in what I observe, the, there are more and more harpists in the world now. It also comes probably with the the possibilities to buy instruments because mm-hmm. I think people get a little bit more wealthier as well, generally. Mm-hmm. And also, um, manufacturers, they are um, producing more and more instruments that are more affordable. So I think it all gets together. And um, and that's how there are more teachers, there are more uh, depart- harp departments around the world open now. There are lots of lots of courses online as well. Some of them are excellent. Some of them maybe you know I would be careful about how to learn the new instrument online. Mm-hmm. But you know it's all there. So mm-hmm. it, it's up to individuals how serious they want to take it. But there are possibilities. Permission and for me to, you can, for, permission for yes. me to ask about my naive questions again. Are <laughs> harps generally made in one country? I didn't know if traditionally they always came from Austria or something. You know, I wasn't sure. Uh, there are a couple of main um, manufacturers that produce harps. Uh, we have one in um, England. Mm-hmm. It's Pilgrim Harps, uh, base, uh, mainly produced Celtic harps, but also pedal harps. And uh, they also produced recently their electroacoustic harp, um, Kamak harp in, in France, uh, very well established, quite, quite young um, manufacturer compared to Lion Healy and Salvi, for example, that are um, like a pillar of... Uh, of the harp production, but uh, again, uh, Salvi is in it- Italy, Len Healy is, is in the US. There is another uh, company uh, in uh, Japan. So I think uh, some Russians also tried to, to make harps. So I think, uh, yes, that's, you know, we, we basically have in each continent, we, we have. We have some possibilities uh, to buy harps. Maybe not necessarily uh, they are made there, but uh, with the with all this global shipping and stuff, it's not Accessible so difficult to get the harp. Yes. So we've alluded to and spoken briefly about the way you're now fusing jazz with harp, and there's a lovely new album that you've got out that I'll want to be playing during the show this week, which is called Inspiration. Now I know Tony, Tony Kofi is on with you and we had him on as a guest way back at the start of lockdown so how did this inspirations album come around makes a lovely sound you got to it oh thank you inspiration um actually it's all in the title because i got inspired by alice coltrane and john coltrane also about their story as a couple that was that's really beautiful beautiful story of two souls who who just find each other 
and and uh, that has inspired me as well. Then when I started playing with Tony, the sound of saxophone and harp, which uh, I think work really well, um, inspired me to write more music as well for for this combination. And then we wanted to expand the the duo into. Um, trio and then quartet and with Larry Bartley on double bass and Joel Prime on drums and percussion it just became very organic kind of um, sound and uh, it was natural the next step was natural that after playing playing um, for a year together we recorded the album which involves music of Alice Coltrane, John Coltrane, and my own, my own compositions. And I mean, once you and I had arranged the interview, I've been listening to that album so much, and I would never have thought how beautiful the harp can sound in a jazz context. <laughs> it's an amazing, it really is. It's been an eye opener for me over the last few days. I've listened to that album oh, an awful lot. Thank you. So, thank you. you. I, love the, I love the combination. And I, I think harp, like I said before, is like a mini orchestra, it has so much potential. That we we can we can explore all the time, and you know the the inspiration uh, was the album my my debut album uh, in jazz, and um, as soon as I produced it, we 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 had a very good year of um, playing it all around the world, and then uh, something else started to grow, and it was another project with electronics and harp that you will hear as well soon. It's coming. Make sure we do. Make sure we do. And I know obviously the the, harp, the hub that you mentioned has been a big uh, inspiration, taking a lot of your time of recent, but are there future projects in mind? Do you think, uh, I know you just mentioned this Apostle album with the electronics, but uh, are there any more albums in your head? Yes, that's, that's the album that I'm going to, uh, originally I was going to record in May with, uh, with the quartet uh, with the quartet with Michael Montolio on electric bass and Joel, Joel Prime on percussion mm-hmm. and Adam Teixeira on drums plus um, Tony Coffey on saxophone Vimala Roa voice oh, yeah. and I also wanted to, to ask um, Jay uh, felt for his beautiful sound in the trumpet, and also I've, I've uh, arranged a um, couple of um, parts for string quartet. So that's, that's the whole combination of the sound that was in my head to record a new album. Sounds like uh, it's got quite the, a world sound to it. Would I be right? Uh, you know, it would be quite uh, electronic as well. So that would be more kind of. You know, I never try to to fit into some kind of box of I know you style. Don't. I'm getting that. That's, that that's, your, your head's I an just, interesting place. I'd like to be in there for a little while. Obviously, things are working through there all the time. Uh, yeah, and uh, it's like a little machine. I never stop. But you know, when I like when I like the sound, it's all about sound for me. You know, yeah. when I like the sound, I want to I want to produce something with it. When mm. I heard Jay playing during the lockdown he did this amazing um shows every saturday and uh, he even used some of my tunes to improvise on that would in- inspired me to 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 think about oh we're gonna do something together and actually during the lockdown with jay felt 
we uh, I recorded one uh, one tune. It's called for Carol, and uh, I have um, electronic music producer on it, uh, Diamonds, uh, myself, Jay on trumpet, Michaela uh, sent uh, the bass part, and we and uh, Diamonds put it all together, and that's how we we produced the the tune during the lockdown without even meeting Meet, each other. Yeah, yeah. So again. That gave me another idea for for the for the next project. I still would like to do this recording with this 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 uh, six no it's nine piece band or eleven even piece band. I hope I can do this, but electronic music really really inspires me as well. I've just recorded a um, couple of tunes. Uh, in um, the new album of uh, Kamal Williams uh, in uh, Wuhan and the collaboration with electronic music producers really really inspired me to and gave me this new hint you know what else I can what 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 other things I can do and what territory I can I can approach um, with the harp and, and this is so exciting. So I'm going to do it. Well, you know, I'm going to do this as well the, before I retire. <laughs> yes, that, you've got a retirement plan so kicks many, in. So many things. I've, yeah. I've, I've only known you for a short time, but I always think if anyone can make all of these things happen, it's probably you. I've been inspired speaking to you. I'm going to come away from this enovated, I promise you. <laughs> so it's, I've really enjoyed our time talking. And it was a, a, such an insight. As I say, listening to you before we spoke, talking about the harp, which I can promise you, a few years ago, I never would have thought I'd have had a heart play on the show. So it's in every way. And then with the inspiration, the strength of character, it's been fascinating. Um, I just wanted to encourage people to look at your website as well, because there's quite a lot of information about you there, which is alina, A-L-I-N-A dash harpist. Dot com. And if you are a young aspiring harpist, uh, obviously you can get in touch with Lena, read lessons and physical workouts. Clearly, she only has fit harpists. And I say that not in a sexist <laughs> way at all. I'm talking physically fit. So, uh, Alina, it's been an absolute joy and pleasure having you on the show this week. Many thanks indeed. And uh, yeah, if you ever need anybody to help you carry the harp, I'll, I've got plenty of friends that are bigger and stronger than me. I'll send them along. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's what men always do. See, always point to the friend you can see who is never there. There's nothing of me. I wouldn't be able to carry a heart clearly but uh anyway no, david thank you so much and uh, that's why i say women have to be strong in many many ways because you know what we really have to rely on ourselves i believe in in in, in this then you know we are much happier <laughs> when we don't wait for someone you, to come and carry us or you, our instruments you truly are a force to be reckoned with i've got a smile <laughs> on my face now which i'm sure it's going to last for the rest of the day alina many thanks for your time Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Thank you so much.
the most marvellous time uh, talking with Lena just a couple of days ago and getting an insight into what goes on behind the world of jazz harp. And the tracks we just listened to there, both Sparrow and Los Cabolos, you'll find on her album 2018 called Inspiration, which also featured musicians Tony Kofi, Larry Bartley and Joel Prime. Next, we have got a track from another musician that we've had on the show during the course of our series of lockdown interviews. This is Quentin Collins with Float, Flitter, Flutter. 606 gift vouchers, a unique present for those who love the good things in life.
Float, Flitter and Flutter is a track that you'll find on the Quentin Collins Sextet album called Road Warrior. And if you recall, when we had Quentin in the studio with us earlier in the year, he was telling us that the concept of the album was all about the uh, lifestyle of a gigging musician on the road. And I'm sure that's a lifestyle they'll be looking forward to getting back to very, very soon. Shortly, I'll be telling you about the acts we've got lined up for you at the club this weekend. But next, we have got a track from drummer Mark Walker, and it's his version of the Wayne Shorter number, Speak No Evil.
of Speak No Evil. So our guest this week, Alina Bajinska, has got a Bandcamp page. The Bandcamp page is called Alina Hip Hop, and you can support Alina while gigs are a little bit thin on the ground with looking at and buying some of the merchandise she's got over there. And I can tell you it's ever so cool. All designed by Alina. She's got some t-shirts and tote bags. So go take a look at Alina Hip Hop over on Bandcamp. This weekend, down at the club, on Thursday, we have got vocalist Purdy along with guitarist Jamie McCready. Then on Friday, we've got Americana Band, the Coal Miners. On Saturday, it's a welcome turn of saxman Derek Nash along with Neil Angley on the piano. And on Sunday, it is Wayne Hernandez. All the details are on the website, 606club.co.uk. Next to play is Kenny Garrett from his 2012 album, Seeds from the Underground, and this is Wiggins.
Tony Garrett and Wiggins. Thank you for your company over the last couple of hours. I hope you enjoyed the music. And of course, also thank you to Alina Bijinska for her time. Really enjoyed my time speaking with you. And don't forget to go and check out her Bandcamp page, which is Alina Hip Hop. Check out that really cool merchandise. So we have time for just one more track on this week's show. And it is a track that you'll find on the Candice Spring set from 2016. The album is called Soul Eyes. And we are going to play out this week with the war classic, The World Is A Ghetto.
up with that. But the world.